Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 121 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all are in an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe in your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big game out last week was Skatebird, and the games coming out this week include Lost Judgment, World War Z Aftermath, Street Outlaws 2 Winner Takes All, Golf Peaks, Diablo 2 Resurrected, Ember, Diablo Prime Evil Collection, Sable, Teacup, MechWarrior 5 Mercenaries Legend of the Kestrel Lancers, The Addams Family Mansion Mayhem, Agummy's Life, Death Park, Blind Postman, and Little Kite. A plethora of games coming soon to Game Pass have been announced, and they include the following. On cloud console and PC, you can now play Flynn, Son of Crimson, I Am Fish, Skatebird, Super Liminal, and Aragami 2. Available on cloud console and PC on September 23rd, you can play Lost Words Beyond the Page, Sable, and Subnautica Below Zero. On PC on September 23rd, you can play Tainted Grail Conquest. On September 28th, Lennis Gate on console and PC. On September 30th, on cloud console and PC, you can play Astria Ascending. On September 30th, you can also play on console and PC Unsighted. October 1st, you can play Phoenix Point on console. Now it's last week's biggest news stories, and there was a lot to cover, so we have 11 this week. Let's get started. NVIDIA confirms leaked Geoforce Now list is real, but claims games are speculative. Chris Gullion at VGC writes, NVIDIA has played down a recent data mine that appeared to reveal a number of unannounced games this week, including a Steam version of God of War and Gears 6. In a blog post and accompanying video posted on Monday, developer Igor July documented how he was able to access the database for NVIDIA's streaming service, and included a list of titles, compiled by SteamDB founder Pavel Dejuntic, featuring unannounced games like Final Fantasy IX Remake, Bioshock RTX Remaster, Resident Evil 4 Remake, Halo 5 PC, Grand Theft Auto Trilogy Remasters, Crisis 4, Half-Life 2 Remastered, Injustice 3, and more. NVIDIA has since confirmed that the list is real, and claimed that it was only used for internal testing, and that the games listed don't necessarily exist. Quote, NVIDIA is aware of the unauthorized published game lists, with both released and or speculative titles used only for internal tracking and testing, and quote, a company spokesperson told WCCF Tech. Quote, inclusion on the list is neither confirmation nor any announcement of any game. NVIDIA took immediate action to remove access to the list. No confidential game builds or personal information were exposed, end quote. The games listed on the GeoForce Now database include God of War, Returnal, and Demon Souls for PC, GTA 3, Vice City, and San Andreas Remasters, unannounced Xbox projects via codename, Fight for Middle Earth and Injustice 3 Gods Will Fall, Human Fall Flat 2, Total War 9, Helldivers 2, Halo 5 Guardians for PC, Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled for PC, Bioshock 2022, Final Fantasy VII Remake for PC, Bayonetta 3 for PC, Crisis 4, and Kingdom Hearts 4. There's more to this story if you want to do some research on your own, but what a colossal failure by GeoForce Now to have this list publishable somewhere that a data miner could find it. Obviously, we know some of these games aren't in existence, and I wonder how many of these games are real. Bioshock 2022 is extremely exciting as a huge Bioshock fan myself, Resident Evil 4, we already knew about that, and Microsoft did come out and say that there is no plans for Halo 5 Guardians on PC, but 
This is so interesting. Seeing some of these games, let's see how many end up becoming real. Number two, Battlefield 2042 delayed until November. Matt Kim at IGN writes, EA has announced that Battlefield 2042 will be delayed until November 19th, 2021, pushing the release date by almost a month after its original October 22nd release date. In a press release, DICE GM Oscar Gabrielson cites ongoing complications with the COVID-19 pandemic. Quote, given the scale and scope of the game, we had hoped our teams would be back in our studios together as we move towards launch. With the ongoing conditions not allowing that to happen safely, with all the hard work that the teams are doing from home, we feel it is important to take the extra time to deliver on the vision of Battlefield 2042 for our players, end quote. EA also says an update on the open beta for Battlefield 2042 will be announced later this month. While this is extremely disappointing, I really want them to take the time to get this game right. This is the most excited I've been about a Battlefield game in quite some time, and I'm certainly more excited about Battlefield this year than the new Call of Duty, and that is something different. Number 3. Xbox sets expectations for its Tokyo Game Show livestream. Tom Phillips at Eurogamer writes, Microsoft has set its expectations ahead of its upcoming livestream, the live event which will be broadcasted on Thursday, September 30th, but it will focus on quote, regionally relevant updates on previously announced games coming later this year, end quote, Microsoft has now said. Importantly, quote, no new global debut should be expected, end quote. In other words, don't expect Microsoft to suddenly reveal Halo Infinite 2 or that it's pocketed Nintendo. I'm always happy to see when Xbox and Microsoft and video game companies in general set expectations, but this is a little messed up considering a few weeks ago we reported that they had exclusive news for the show. Clearly it's not going to be that, so everyone go in level-headed. Number 4. Destroy All Humans 2 Remake in the works for PC and next-gen systems. Stephanie Nunali at VG247 writes, Crypto's second adventure, Destroy All Humans 2, is getting a remake and it's being built using Unreal Engine 4. Titled Destroy All Humans 2 Reprobed, the sequel to the first game finds our favorite alien invading the swinging 60s in a bid for revenge against the KGB for blowing up his mothership. In the game, he will travel to various places such as the US, UK, Soviet Union, Japan, and even to the moon to blow things to smithereens. Black Forest Games, the studio that relaunched Destroy All Humans franchise in 2020, is working on the full remake and you can expect improved visuals and features. For any Destroy All Humans fans out there, you must be loving this. I played the original one way back in the day. I don't think I ever played two, but happy for all the fans. Number 5. xCloud and Xbox Remote Play are officially available on Windows. Mitchell Clark at The Verge writes, Microsoft has announced that its xCloud service, officially known as Xbox Cloud Gaming, and Xbox Remote Play are now available to everyone with the Xbox app on Windows 10 or 11. These features on PC rolled out to Xbox Insiders as a beta last month, and have been available on phones for a while, but them being officially available on PC is nice to see too. It's giving you another option for how you want to play whether the game is running on your personal console or Microsoft servers. Xbox Cloud Gaming, which seems like a natural fit for PCs that don't have the power to run the games themselves, has been available on Windows for a few months through web browsers, but it's nice to see a step forward that the service is now in a native app, rather than being confined to a web browser on PC. Using it still requires a Bluetooth or USB controller and an Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscription. It's also worth noting that while Xbox Cloud Gaming's availability on Windows is no longer exclusive to insiders, Microsoft is still labeling the service itself as a beta, so your mileage may vary. It's nice to have more options out there for the PC players when it comes to cloud gaming, especially considering that you can play more intensive games on your PC if it's not up to snuff. Similar to how you can play Xbox Series X games on the original Xbox One sometime soon. Number 6. Call of Duty 2022 will reportedly be a Modern Warfare sequel about the drug war. Logan Plant at IGN writes, Next year's Call of Duty game will be a sequel to 2019's Call of Duty Modern Warfare, according to new reports. 
Industry insider Tom Henderson tweeted that Call of Duty 2022, codenamed Project Cortez, is expected to be a sequel to 2019's Modern Warfare reboot. BGC also reports that Modern Warfare 2 is on the way next year and that it will include a campaign featuring US Special Forces fighting Colombian drug cartels. Project Cortez was part of this week's Geoforce Now datamine, with Infinity Ward slated to be the developer. Not much more to say, but I am excited about this. I gotta say I loved that Call of Duty Modern Warfare Reboots campaign. I thought it was awesome, so I can't wait to see what they can do for another campaign in the series. Number 7. Halo Master Chief Collection Seasonal Updates to Stop After Halo Infinite Launch Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, 343 Industries will be dropping seasonal updates for Halo the Master Chief Collection's multiplayer after Halo Infinite launches on December 8th and will instead adopt a new approach for how it updates the game. In a blog post on Halo Waypoint, the developer explains that it's not ideal for the studio to ship seasonal multiplayer updates concurrently for both Halo MCC and Halo Infinite. Instead, 343 will roll out smaller updates for Halo MCC which will still include more content, fixes, and features. Quote, when they're ready based on development status and studio roadmap alignment, end quote, these updates will still be free and will include unreleased features and content from this year as well as a continued effort to improve stability and tackle legacy fixes where possible. Just a heads up for everyone if they're still playing the Master Chief Collection, which there are millions and I love to hop in from time to time, but full steam ahead on Halo Infinite once it launches is clearly the right move for the studio. Number 8. Dying Light 2 Delayed to Early Next Year Jared Moore at IGN writes, Techland, the developer behind Dying Light 2, has announced an update on the development process for the game which has been delayed until February 4th of 2022. The studio shared a statement surrounding Dying Light 2's Stay Human on the game's official Twitter account and pointed toward the ambitious nature of the project as one of the main reasons for its delay. Quote, the team is steadily progressing with the production and the game is nearing its finish line, said Techland CEO Powell Marchaka. Quote, it is by far the biggest and most ambitious project we've ever done. Unfortunately, we've realized for us to bring the game to the level we envision, we need much more time to polish it and optimize it." End quote. He continued before announcing that the team had decided to move the game's official release date back to February. A game that has been plagued by delays, but I guess they need to take the time to get it right. This game seems to have been gestating for so very long now, we saw it at E3 many years ago. Hopefully it's good when it comes out, but man is 2022 absolutely stacked for games. And speaking of stacked for games, number 10, Rocksmith Plus has been delayed into 2022. Tom West at True Achievements writes, Ubisoft has announced that Rocksmith Plus has been delayed until 2022, although no release date window has yet been stated. A message to their community on Twitter writes, To ensure we provide the best guitar learning service we have decided to delay Rocksmith Plus until 2022, we will use this opportunity to incorporate user feedback from our closed beta. We are convinced that this new release plan will give us time to deliver a smooth experience for all guitar and bass lovers. Thank you for your patience and understanding. We can't wait to share more about Rocksmith Plus soon. I gotta say I was surprised when they announced this game at all because I didn't realize there was such a big fan base for it. My best friend was one of those back in the day on 2015, and I'm actually intrigued to give this game a shot. I've always said I wanted to learn acoustic guitar, so will Rocksmith Plus be the way I learn? Who knows? Number 10. Randy Pitchford quietly announced a new Brothers in Arms game months ago. Jared Moore at IGN writes, Randy Pitchford quietly announced a new Brothers in Arm games months ago, and nobody seemed to notice. As spotted by Xputer, Pitchford announced that Gearbox is working on a new entry to the Brothers in Arm series during a podcast interview with Ted Price of Insomniac back in April of this year. While the episode of the Game Maker's Notebook originally aired back in April, news of the announcement has finally been picked up after the podcast was uploaded to YouTube this month. 
While discussing the larger topic of studio announcements and how these have to be timed correctly to avoid sending fans' expectations into overdrive, Pitchard spoke about how his preferred method for revealing games, using the release of Borderlands 3 as an example, before casually announcing a new Brothers in Arms title to reinforce his point. Quote, I didn't announce Borderlands 3 until like it was the beta, end quote, said Pitchford. Quote, it sucks because we're working on another Brothers in Arms game, but I'm not saying shit until we have it. We have fans that really love that and they're just going to have to suffer, end quote. For those who like to listen to the expert, it begins at the 53 mark on the podcast. What an absolute slip by Randy Pitchford and just a bad way to kind of announce a game they're working on. I gotta say, bringing Brothers in Arms back has to have a nice touch to it as it seems like people are starting to get burned out on World War II era shooters. Given the reception around this year's Call of Duty, let's see if they can have a nice spin on it whenever they do announce it, if it is actually coming in the future. And number 11, report Seagate to launch 500GB expansion card for Series X and S. Matthew Humphreys at PC Mag writes, Upgrading the internal storage on the PS5 or Xbox Series consoles isn't cheap, but it looks as though Xbox owners may soon be able to save $70 by purchasing a smaller expansion card. As Windows Central reports, Seagate is thought to be preparing a 500GB version of its expansion card for release to sit alongside the existing 1TB card. The discovery of this cheaper card was made by French website Xbox Squad, who obtained documents referencing a 500GB version. That was followed by French retailer Micromania listing the new card for €154 Euros in the US, which is likely to be $150. With the 1TB card costing $220, saving 70 for half the capacity may not seem like the best deal, but 150 is a lot easier to stomach than 220 and is probably going to add enough storage for most Xbox owners. I love this, the expansion cards are too expensive, but I get it, they work great on the new consoles. I picked up the 1TB card as soon as I got my console because I didn't want to have to worry about it, and I've loved it ever since, but all for it, having more options out there for the consumer. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and this one is how an Xbox engineer helped fix a gamer pick problem on the 360. Wesley Yinpool at Eurogamer writes, an Xbox engineer fixed the user's tiny 15-year-old Xbox 360 gamer pick so it now displays properly on modern devices. Earlier this week, video producer and editor Gabriel Rowland tweeted a picture of their 360 gamer pick as it appears now on modern consoles, Tiny. This Pac-Man gamer pick bought for 80 Microsoft points in 2006 shrinks with each new console generation as resolutions increase. Most Xbox users updated their gamer pick years ago, but not Rowland. You gotta look up this picture, it's really funny to see just how very small it was on modern days, but an Xbox engineer picked up this story, fixed it, and now it's in full resolution. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox in 10. I've almost finished my journey with Life is Strange True Colors. I'm in the middle of the final chapter. I'm absolutely loving this game, and it might be my game of the year thus far. My name is Brian Rosie. You can follow me on Xbox at Brosa93. Hope you all have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.